Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truth and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. We do welcome you to our podcast, All About Relationships. It is episode number 126. I'm loving the topic today. I'm excited for this one. We're going to talk about how to run your own world. Oh, yeah. I love that feeling. (laughs) And it's really another next layer to respondability. Yeah. And it's been really amazing how this has been really catching people and helping people when it comes to the topic. Heard from new people this week, you know, responding to the previous two saying, I'm liking in this respond ability <laughs> and it's working it's working for me it's helping me to approach life differently it's helping me you know in my relationships and communication so we're just going to continue and really kind of help you know take it to the next step yeah and be as you said audrey you know to run your life yeah it's a way of structuring your life yes you've heard me say again and again you know that with hope you know you see i want to process life differently yes and so with hope hope helps me structure my life it Mm -hmm. gives me that uh joyful confident anticipation of a preferred future and it influences the way i feel in the present yeah and i think that's you know today where we're gonna go is help you to identify what are some of those key emotions that i have that really do influence and really help guide and direct my life. And how much they influence your feelings actually influence how good you are at responding mm-hmm. in your respondability. And I, I want just, to improve my respondability. Yes. And I think that even us doing this in the last few weeks, we've been getting better with each other because this is a great emphasis. But we're really finding that part three is necessary because the layers run deep. Yeah, they do. Remember that our words direct the course of our lives. Yes. That's what James, you know, the book of James speaks about in in chapter three. And the quality of our lives is largely determined by the quality of our relationships. Mm -hmm. And so that's the whole purpose for this podcast of All About Relationships is that we want you to have deep meaningful connection, healthy, right relationships, one with one with another. Yeah. And when it comes to this particular topic of running your world, when you embrace the authority, your own authority to run your own world, Mm -hmm. you actually can become unstoppable and invincible. I can't even say those words without (laughs) laughing. Like those are great feelings. Like Mm. I love feeling unstoppable, invincible. And I believe that today's topic is going to be so Sometimes you can get like a bulldozer. Oh my gosh. Well, because I'm pretty strong. I know. (laughs) So you got to be a little sensitive to those around you as well. Yes, exactly. And I want to be that good responder. 
And um, Bob, I wanted to start with a personal story, if that's okay. okay. Sure. And this one just happened in the last few weeks. It was right around my birthday at the beginning of March. Um, uh, we had gotten a new outdoor table, which I was super excited about. And I treated myself to the table I wanted. Uh, like I really wanted this one. And when it arrived, it was slightly a disappointment because oh, it was yeah, so yeah, yeah. rough. Like I thought it'd be smooth wood and it was mm-hmm. rough. And if you sand it, it took off the finish. And so I remember you said, Bob, you said, well, Audrey, after Over some time. use, Yes. Over time, um, it'll just, you know, it'll... The rough edges will wear off. Just like all it'll of us, fine. our rough edges wear off eventually. They'll, they'll rub down. <laughs> they'll rub off. Yep. So anyway, being the extremist that I am, I just got this um, bulldog approach that I'm going to take a mm-hmm. rag and I'm going to wipe the heck out of this table so that it'll be used like a hundred times at once. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I took this rag and you guys, I got the most massive sliver in my hand as I was rubbing this right. wood table. And so I just yanked it out and then didn't think much about it and thought, well, you know, my body heals itself. It was born to heal itself. So I, I went ahead and went on with my day, went on with the next day, the next day, the next day. It was not healing. And I started to notice, I went, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. About a week or two later, later, we're with our friends, Jeff and Jan, playing games. And um, and they said, Audrey, your hand is hot. Yeah, it's, it's infected. infected. Your whole hand is getting infected. They said, go to the doctor. Anyway, long story short, the doctor did nothing for me and just said, here, take these antibiotics. You should be fine. Well, the antibiotics didn't do anything either. No. And it was still not better. It was three weeks later this is not getting better. This something's something's wrong with my hand. The infection isn't leaving. So anyway, I was actually at a, at my vein doctor. He was helping with my legs and my. I'm, you know, I really hardly ever go to the doctor. Yeah. I got all these doctor stories. Well, Audrey, this is really going somewhere. <laughs> You guys, I'm just inviting you into my life here. You know, this stuff happens. And as he was prepping to do the work, I said, hey, could you use that like little special ultrasound machine you have and look in my hand? Long story short, he, he, he just went, he just went for it. This old guy, he's been a doctor all his life. Long story getting longer. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are my friends, right? right, Like my friends are appreciating this. So. He looks at his ultra machine. He gets quiet, shines the light on there. Long, he, he freezes my hand, pulls out this three quarter inch sliver that was so embedded into my hand. And he goes, Audrey, this was forming fat around it. This was a problem. It was a problem. So, I, I um, agree. It was it, a problem. It was. And, Glad you dealt with it. And you know, there's so many um, incredible lessons in here. Like God provided someone to help me yes. right when I needed it. And, and so when I have a heart belief that God always provides what yeah. I need, I just am very grateful. He went off script and yeah. took care of me. I was very the grateful. The other thing is, please be willing to ask for help. Yeah. You know, That's with, true. with your bulldog approach, sometimes yeah. you get, you know, self-determined and it's just like, no, just would you ask somebody else to help? And I know that I'm the very same way. Yeah, we're both that, pretty bad that yeah, way. <laughs> very independent in that way. Yes. And we have people in our lives that are like, please, we would love to be able to help. Yeah. And so just recognize that all of us, you know, we go through seasons that sometimes can be more challenging than others. Mm-hmm. But allow people in, you know, mm-hmm. let them be strength and help for you. Because sometimes it's just, it looks like, like something so insignificant or something so small, mm-hmm. but boy, left unattended, 
it can become a problem. Yep. And, and when so I dealt with deal the, with it. When I dealt with the root of the issue, mm-hmm. so to it speak, heals. it healed in a day. It's like, amazing. And so and it we, feels so good when it's out. Oh my goodness! It yeah. felt the doctor felt good. It was like a good day all around. Yeah. Yeah. And success. Success. <laughs> I remember I told him, "You're my hero." <laughs> um, but after you know, you applying this to the obvious when it talks about respondability, yeah. if you are in pain, mm-hmm. it makes you self-focused. I cannot tell you for three weeks how often I had yeah. to pay attention to my hand because it was demanding attention. Yeah. Even while I slept, it was demanding yeah. attention. for me. Please yep. take care of me. Mm-hmm. So if you're in pain, um, you need to get to the bottom of it because being continually self-focused is not going to help your respondability. Mm-hmm. You know, being obsessed with yourself. Mm-hmm. Be- Go and, ahead. Well, just remember that pain you know, don't dismiss it and, right. you know, let it be the map, you know, let it be the map that would lead you to the source, you know, right. to the sliver and just deal with it. And, <sighs> uh, and it will, your life will heal and it will directly influence your responsibility because mm-hmm. the quality of our relationships can never exceed our personal wholeness. Wow. And our personal wholeness is the direct fruit of our accepting and experiencing the limitless love of God. There is no substitute. You Mm -hmm. know, sometimes you think, oh, it'll just take care of itself. Well, you know what? Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you got a sliver in there and you need to deal with it. Yes. It needs some attention. Oh, your respondability goes up. When you give the attention to where you need it the most, then it can be dealt with and you can move on. I would love to talk through four items, Bob, when it comes to responsibility and running your world. And the first one is just a perfect segue from what you just said. And that is develop your heart beliefs to be in agreement with everything God and everything heaven on earth. So if any place you're not experiencing heaven on earth and you're experiencing things that just are are, are not our cycles of destruction or dysfunction, just remember there's a mindset or a heart belief underneath them that can be dealt with. We get to change our heart beliefs. There's other podcasts about developing our heart beliefs, but it just has to be mentioned when we talk about respondability. Right. Because we all experience disappointments. And a great question to ask is simply this, what do I need to believe to have hope for this situation. Whoa, that's challenge good. yourself yeah, with that really simple question. What do I need to believe in order to have hope for this situation? Because we can allow disappointments, you know, the disappointments of our lives to form our beliefs mm-hmm. or I have a choice, okay, because I'm going to run my life here. I have a choice and I can choose God's character and his promises mm-hmm. to establish my life. Right. So am I going to live circumstantially? Am I going to live victim or am I going to really find truth? Because we all experience disappointments. And, yes. and so with that, I would, I really do. I want to increase my respond ability in this. So simply, you know, what do I need to believe in order to have hope? For this situation. Yeah, because our lives are really controlled by our beliefs. We talk about organizing our subconscious because below our cognitive thinking, there are these beliefs and mindsets that we have, these paradigms that result in our feelings and those feelings fuel our thoughts and our actions and our habits and our responses. Mm -hmm. And so everything you have today as you're listening is really the sum total of what you've believed in your heart. 
up to this moment. Yeah. So uh, over, you know, your uh, entire uh, life. Yeah. But over a period of time yeah. where you've planted seed, you yeah. know, that, that sowing of seed in your life. Yeah. So that was the first one, develop your heart beliefs, you know, to be empowered mm-hmm. by God's absolute best. But the number two, and this is where it's going to get really cool is t- know your needs and get them met. Mm. If we're truly going to be satisfied ones, we're going to be good responders. Mm -hmm. So we need to know our needs and get them met. Mm -hmm. When it comes to increasing that responsibility, um, I think, Bob, there's pretty much three important needs that... That, that I can think of like the basic needs. Okay. So I, what you're talking about here are your emotional needs. Is is that kind of what yeah, you're, I you're guess so. leaning yeah. towards? Yeah. Okay. Because as hum, human beings, we have three basic needs to be loved, mm-hmm. accepted, and recognized. Mm-hmm. Those are sort of the, the base right. three. Right. And so we tend to need to get these met. And if we're not getting them met, we tend to blame the people around us. I'm not feeling loved. I'm not feeling accepted. I'm not feeling recognized. And then you can move on to all the sub sub needs like appreciated, thanked, you know, noticed, rewarded. You can go on and on and on. But these are really important basic needs mm-hmm. that our culture says, you know, this is how we're going to fulfill them. Yeah. I can see where it can become extremely dangerous because then I'm looking for an external stimuli to be able to bring a solution or an answer that truly I need to be, be able to find in God. And in the inside of you. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. However, you and I, we are in a relationship. Yes. And you are a huge contributor, you know, to my life. And so I want to have a healthy, right relationship with people. Right. I want people in my life. Uh, You know, I don't want to... It's not that I just have this autonomy, you know, no. to myself. No, but we were made yes. for relationship, and we were le- we were made to grow with wisdom and understanding within relationship. Because if we were just by ourselves, we wouldn't learn all these things. We wouldn't have to be a great responder if we didn't have a relationship. Well, and that's you know that's the expression of love. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's that reciprocal. You know, that love that is not only given, but then that 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 love that is received and returned. Mm-hmm. You see, that's the harmony that yes. we talk about in relationship. That's such an invitation. So we want to be able to yes. you know have you know proper responsibility, but as well, I want to be able to walk with you. Yeah, and I want to And be, I don't want to be afraid of you. Right. And I want to be sensitive to mm-hmm. I have these three needs, but you do too. Yeah. Like the people around you have a need to feel loved and accepted. accepted and recognized. Everyone has these needs. And I think if we can recognize that in other people, Mm -hmm. then I can be a contributor. Yeah. You see, if I've got them, they've got them. That's right. You see, and so then I want to be a giver. And this is where we we were talking about, you know, the kingdom of heaven is, you know, is righteousness, peace, and joy. And we talked about, you know, righteousness uh, last week. And that has so much to do with generosity and having compassion for another person. So when you see another person with a sliver in their hand, yeah. you've got some compassion. That's right. And now I think that the other thing that we can have compassion with each other is when it comes to culture. Because, Bob, our, the culture that we happen to be living in is can mess with us and can challenge us because um, we can... We eat, breathe, live, and survive in this culture of whatever our family is. We call, we are our 
Our culture is influencing us and sucking Mm -hmm. us into the values and survival techniques. And so what I've recognized is that I have to ask that question. Am I, is it possible even within my culture to get my needs met with God as my source, Mm -hmm. like my inside work, because the culture tells me I should be measuring, that I should be comparing, Mm -hmm. that I should be at a fast pace. Mm -hmm. Um, And their culture tells us what's most important. You know, for me growing up in North America, it feels like life Mm -hmm. is like a great big competition of Mm -hmm. who can get the most and be the best and have the biggest. And anything to get gain is sort of like the general rule in in the world today. And we feel best and we feel in control if we have those things. And yet I think there's something so much more beautiful and so much more available than having being the biggest, best, and most amazing. Mm. And that's so comforting to me. Right. And I think, you know, for so many, we gauge success success Mm -hmm. as a destination. Yes. And it's like, I got to cross that finish line or I have to, you know, reach this you know, a particular achievement or accomplishment in order to feel feel. love, acceptance and Mm -hmm. recognition. And then I think that the more we try and we strive, but I would take a guess that all of you guys that are listening, most of us aren't feeling like super fulfilled or super satisfied about the win in life. Like if some, like, are you rocking your days or figuring out your meaning for life (laughs) and succeeding at health, wealth, relationships, everything like that's a stretch. People. That's a stretch. And you guys, our culture is just demanding. Yeah, and it's exhausting. Oh my goodness. If you're waiting for that culture to Mm -hmm. celebrate you and accept you and love you, Mm -hmm. you're going to be left feeling high and dry, like Mm. with nothing. But when that happens, when we get exhausted with our culture, I think that's when we put the pressure on our loved ones to make us feel, you know, and it's not spoken most of the time it's subconscious, but deep down we feel like, you know what? My loved ones could possibly make me feel more loved and accepted. And they can because that's what love does, but it's not their ultimate responsibility. That's where I get to run my world and, and take control of my life in that way with God that I'm going to feel loved. I'm going to feel accepted and I'm going to feel recognized despite anything the world or this right. culture has right. to say about me. And then it, it brings a sense of contentment. Yeah. It brings it a, a place of, of identity and security and rest. Then, as I said at the very beginning, is that I must establish myself in the character of God and in the promises of God yes. and the extravagance of his love. You see, when that is secure in me, then I don't go into the world mm. um, being feeling void yes. and looking for right. something or someone to fill that in me. Because when I do, then I become a user and a taker right. in that relationship. So do we contribute to each other's lives? Yes. Absolutely. Do you have enough to meet all my needs? No. No. Because there will, but yet. You know what? I get to feel though. I just want to talk to you like the ones that are listening to you guys. Mm. I want you, as we've been preparing for this podcast, my dream, my hope, my prayer is that you feel loved, accepted, and recognized. And it has nothing to do with what culture is measuring or what you see on paper or in this world. It's just because of who you are. Like just feeling that is just amazing. 
Like that is incredible. The other thing that I want to talk about on this yeah. particular practicality kind of a respondability is understanding two laws of the world, of how this whole life works. And one myth when it comes to running our world. And the first one is the law of the seed. When we plant seeds, we're going to grow what we plant. Mm-hmm. And again, not a myth. No. Okay. This is the law of the seed. Yes. It simply says um, that we feel good about ourselves to the exact degree to take to which we take responsibility for our own life. And on the opposite spectrum, we feel bad about ourselves to mm-hmm. the exact degree to which we are controlled by outer circumstances, by other people beyond our control. Mm-hmm. See, this is taking it back. This mm-hmm. is taking your life back and saying, wait a minute, no matter who I live with, who I'm married to, everything else, I have can take personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And if I start to feel good about myself, I'm going to, I'm going to take responsibility yeah. for my life, no yeah. matter how you're treating yeah. me. Yeah. And, and again, when my heart is intact and mm-hmm. I am whole, yeah, it really does increase my respondability. Yes. Even though I might say you're disappointing me. Right, right, right. And I would, I would really prefer a better <laughs> response from you. Right. However, I'm recognizing possibly you're hurting. Right. Maybe your needs aren't being met. Maybe your needs aren't being met. Yeah. And so then I want to be a contributor yeah. to your heart and life as well. Yeah. So I want to talk about the, the law of the sea, but I want to jump to the myth. The myth is the myth of accident. And this is the myth that most people abide by. And, and by failing to bring intention to how they feel, or even aware that they actually get to choose how you feel for your day, you actually let life happen to you. And that's when we live reactive as best as we can, but we feel insecure because there's no guarantees of a future and hope. If you're Mm. depending on everything around you. Well, yeah. When living life by accident. Yes. Or living life circumstantially. Yeah. By what is either said or done or what other people do or, or don't do. That that then determines the outcome of Have my Have you life. ever heard this one? By failing to plan, you're planning to fail. Mm-hmm. Because failing to choose and plan your feelings and thoughts ahead of time, um, you were not ready to be a good responder. Mm-hmm. Like if we decide ahead of time how we're going to respond all day. Um, and I think this is one of the reasons there's, there's so much negativity and disharmony in relationships um, and even skepticism in our culture is that because most people feel like bumper cars in a carnival. I feel like they're going in one direction hoping for new beginnings and new results, but then they get turned around, bumped around, and now there's no justice, and now it's everyone's fault, and no one's following the rules of relationships and kindness. Anyway, so living by accident, that myth mm-hmm. that there's, I have no control, oh, that, yeah. that's just very disempowering. Yeah, and, and becoming that cynic, that cynicism yeah. is that self-protective behavior, mm-hmm. you know, that we have against another person because of the disappointment, the frustration, the anger, the sadness. Right. There's a there can even be a depression or a sadness that comes yeah. around, so and true. now all of a sudden I become extremely cynical. Yeah. Now what has happened is circumstances have now put me in a place yeah. where my respondability is extremely low. And all I'm doing is blaming others Yep. and frustrated beyond belief because there's no direction here. So the, um, the third one is the law of cause and effect because this is the basic law of the universe. It's actually the reason everything happens. For every effect, there is a specific cause. 
So if you're not enjoying the effects of your life or a specific relationship, it's up to us, Bob, to discover the cause. And there's a reason everything's happening. There's no such thing as an accident. We're taking away the myth of the accident. Mm. Everything that happens is by law, not by chance. So if it's, it becomes our quest um, to just to start running our life, running our world, co-creating with God and understanding that we can have what we want when we mm-hmm. start to choose mm-hmm. our feelings. Yeah. So the people who live happy, fully functioning, harmonious lives mm-hmm. are people who live by the law of the seed mm-hmm. and understand the law of cause and effect mm-hmm. because we reap what we sow in exact mathematical mm. precision. Mm. So I, what we can do is choose to live life with intention. Yes. I want to live purposefully. And so I am going to increase my responsibility. I'm, I can even begin to rehearse before I enter the home. I can begin to rehearse before I enter into the classroom, before I have the meeting, because I'm going to be me no matter where I go. So then I want to do what I want to do is to begin to develop, you know, my emotions. Yes. I I want to be mature in them because my emotions, you know, they can be fleeting. They can come and go, but remember that they are fuel and those abiding feelings that I have as well. But I have a choice and I want them to serve me rather than me serve them. Yeah. And I think as we, as we get to the end of the podcast and probably the most exciting in my opinion is just this practical thing, Bob, that you and I have been talking about and that's developing our five favorite emotions. We started to do this with clients that would come in and um, I would say, Hey, what are your five favorite emotions? Mm -hmm. And it has been fascinating to hear people's answers Mm -hmm. to what are your five favorite emotions. It's a good thing to think about. It's it's a unique question because I I can imagine you're all like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and so just because you don't know, doesn't mean the (laughs) podcast is over. This is not your out. This is about to get interesting. This is your homework. (laughs) This is homework for sure. Because you do have emotion and they are the things that move your life. Yeah. We want to live by principle. I get it. Yes, we want to live by the law of the seed. Yes, I get it. Yes, I want to live by the truth and the promises of God. Right. But he's given us emotion. Yes. Because emotion allows us to experience life. Right. Emotion is the thing that'll put the smile on your face, the laughter in your voice. Yes. That'll help you to embrace your day as never before. So the question then simply is, so what are your most favorite five emotions? And then after that, the next part of the homework is remember a time when you really felt that emotion and then bask in that memory until it starts to stick. Mm -hmm. Well, you have the memory because it does it it has, it has stuck, stuck already it's already stuck but yeah. just feel but the what feels. you want to do is give yeah. yourself permission to allow yourself to feel it again yeah this is what i enjoy this is what brings peace and harmony this is one of my you know, favorites to, to, i love to my life this. and so yeah i'm i want to rehearse right. this one again i'm oh. i'm gonna open the doorway 
you know, a probability of, of hope in my life. And if I live in my five favorite emotions, I'm probably going to be really good at responding. Okay. Let's go, babe. Okay. So Bob, I'm asking you, what are, what are some of your five favorite emotions? Well, we talked about this recently. And so the first one that, that came to my mind. Yeah. And again, as y'all know, I didn't just ask, answer that quickly, but uh, it was accomplishment. That that thought or that feeling of accomplishment, and I you know I I remember education, you know graduation. I remembered you know those accomplishments. Yeah, like I when remember I asked you reading about that. books. Yes, uh, accomplishing that. Uh, the sense just the other day, I, um, put new faucets in our bathroom, that sense of accomplishment. You love it. I just, I really do. It's one of your favorites. Mm -hmm. You love feeling accomplished. Mm -hmm. And when I asked you about the memory, you remembered graduating at Christ for the nations in Dallas, wearing the cap and gown. And And so it it just, you know, I, I felt good, but then, you know, what accompanied that, that feeling and an emotion was that I have nothing to prove. Because I asked, it's done. It's it's complete. Yeah. So when you feel ac- like you're really feeling accomplished, like yeah. just feel it, Bob. Feel wow, I feel so accomplished. Mm-hmm. Is that going to make you a better responder? If I have nothing to prove, absolutely. Yeah. You see, we're we're talking about responsibility. Yeah. And so if I if if I'm feeling you know, the success yeah. of accomplishment, but it brings me to a place of satisfaction where I have nothing to prove. And I think what we were speaking about earlier, when we allow the pressures of this world in comparison, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're, we're trying to prove ourselves to others in so many ways where it really doesn't matter. And then we aren't good responders. We're not good responders. So should you do one, then I do one? Kind of oh, like yeah, that? Okay. So my one of my favorite um, feelings, uh, emotions, is um, security. I love feeling secure. And then once I started thinking of memories, I realized that emotionally, I feel very secure all the time. Mm-hmm. But for most of my life, up till a couple of weeks ago... <laughs> I haven't necessarily felt financially secure. I think that for most of my years, I thought that money was scarce because my first introductions initiated this. I didn't have those extras growing up, Bob. And my I have this personality where I love comfort and chocolate and fun feeling clothes in the 70s, you know, and it was very limited. And I witnessed my parents working really hard and um, depending on charitable na- donations for their life's, life's work. And Bob, this is the hard part. I saw them hurting over that. Yeah. Like I, I could feel them just depending on others. And I could actually get emotional just saying this because as a little girl, my mom and dad worked so hard and loved people with, yeah. with their whole hearts. And I saw them not like waiting for the next miracle so that we could have money. Mm-hmm. And my heart hurts for them because my mom and they really did sacrifice everything. And I wished... I just wish they could give give them as a little girl. I want to give them all the money they needed, and I wished I could have had and for myself. I wanted endless chocolate bars and cool clothes. Like, but apparently, the limited belief we talked about okay. limited belief yeah. was that money is hard to get. So that re- my relationship with money, because we do have a relationship with money, it created a judgment that provision is stingy, and I just I had to resort to just enough. 
So I always craved more and felt like I needed more in order to feel that fun and secure, which, you know, which I love those emotions. So for years now, I've decided I want a new relationship with money. And I have walked through years and layers of mindsets that come in agreement with God's opinion. And I got to stop worrying about money. I started noticing abundance all around me. And I started beholding and seeing just the provision. Mm -hmm. And just a couple of weeks ago, I kind of had like this, you talked about graduation. I got to a belief that I never thought was possible. What I, what I, what, what I felt like God showed me in my heart was that provision is, is as available as the air I breathe. Mm -hmm. That's how accessible right. provision is. It's as accessible as the air that I'm breathing right now. And I, for the first time in my life, in the last few weeks, feel financially secure because of that heart belief. And it's not because I have more money in the bank or because I had a financial miracle. It's because I can feel the provision of God and his promises to be mine. You know what I mean? You can feel mm -hmm. them before you see them materially. And I'm mm -hmm. excited for my life. Because, mm -hmm. and that's my, I'm going to go through my next emotion because I'm excited and I love being excited. Yeah. That's my second fun <laughs> you go. emotion. The backstory that you gave there. Yeah. Let it be an explanation. Yeah. You know, of that, this has brought me to where I am, but it's, it's like, wait, things have to be different in order if I'm going to have a different outcome. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, the, the, the sower and the seed. Yeah. And so I, I have to begin to plant new seed. In yeah. my field. Yeah. And so this is because, I mean, that's how we were raised. Yes. You know, in the, in the charismatic movement yeah. and in over 30 years. And, Living and, by faith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still live by faith. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't go away. That whole term. Don't get me going on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I do. I, I still live by faith, but I don't live with lack. No, none. Yeah. Provision is so real, Bob. I mean, yeah. that heart belief became so as an experience in my life, it, and it has nothing to do huh, with how much money. Yeah. I get to feel secure just yeah. because I know God. Okay. We need to get through these okay, so real you're, quick. Okay. Yeah, so and then number two for you was? Excited. I okay. love feeling excited. Your number two? Yeah, I think they're surprised that you would feel. Yeah. They, they're excited about my- Dumb joke, Bob. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Your number two. Yeah. And, and when I take a look at my list of five here, I get quite emotional with every single one. I really do. Because it's where I've been really loved. You see, I and, this, that and that's the way I began the podcast. Yeah. Is that, you know, when I experience the extravagance of my father's love, my life changes. You see, now all of a sudden my responsibility, yeah. you know, really changes because I'm loved. And so my second one was lavished upon. Do I have a memory of that? Absolutely. Mm. There's a friend of mine in my life. And anytime that I'm with him, he lavishes me with mm. gifts and generosity, yeah. with words, with kindness and with care. And here's the thing. <clears throat> I deserve none of it, but he's lavished me. And so for me, that's what I've experienced in my father's love is that he lavishes his life and his love, his generosity on me. 
So what a beautiful see, emotion, medit- Bob. I I'm, love your favorite yeah, emotion. <laughs> I meditate in that. Yeah. And I experience you that. In it. And you bask in it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm so undeserving. Oh. But because you're so loved, yeah. And 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 that love that you're receiving is so authentic and so real. It's not being given in a way that they're expecting something in return. Huh. You see, and that's the love of God for me. And that's what he does. And so you're able then to, you know, so openly receive it. And so to be lavished upon, that's one of my most favorite emotions. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning about you, Bob, and I'm loving this. And how, as you just so well said, how respondable you are because you're lavished on. You don't need something from others. Yeah. It's really cool. My third one kind of goes with that. And then I had that I love feeling indulgent (laughs) (laughs) because I'm extreme. Like I love a lot of cookies. Like I love really good desserts. (laughs) When I go in blankets, I love lots of blankets and really comfy clothes. I love to indulge myself. I do. You know, I do. And it's not that I spend a ton of money. I no. just indulge. I just yeah. love to indulge myself yeah. without any restraint. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to sweetness and oh sugar, you're gosh. good at it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Your third one. Okay. My third one is belonging, belonging to, and I know for many of you, I think this is, I, this is key for many of us because this is, you know, one of the core, you know, this place of feeling ex- accepted, mm. you know, having that accept, acceptance. But for me, it was the word belonging, being wanted. And I... You love feeling wanted. Yeah. Huh. See, that's where... Because it removes, removes... And washes away any residue of rejection when you're wanted and you belong. You see, that's that's beautiful. And so the verse that comes to me is, I'm my beloved's and he is mine. And his banner over me is love. You see, I belong. I'm his beloved. So that's that's one for me. Ooh, and again, crying. yeah, you just you just meditate and you just go there yeah. and see now then I because I belong and you're basking I in can this bring feeling. that to you yeah and I can be a part of healing your heart so that you can feel that you belong as well. See, that's having healthy responsibility. Having talking about these five favorite emotions is it's fun. It's so funny. I'm crying. <laughs> me too. Oh my gosh. Okay, next one, baby. Okay, we hey, got to finish this okay. up. Uh, my fourth one was rest. I love feeling rest. I in <laughs> nothingness. I know. Nothing on the schedule. Yeah. And rest. I can't give it to you. No. All I can do is give you space without guilt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that you can find rest. Yeah. And I love feeling calm. It's like right after my extreme, I just love the calm, you know, and I love the rest. So you'll indulge yourself and then 
<laughs> I have an interesting set. Of, <laughs> my set of five is very interesting. Okay, my next Your one, number one. four, is laughter. <laughs> yes. That was my thought. Well, you married the right girl because I like yeah, laughing. I know. And, and I love laughter. So we were talking about this together. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily happy. No, not for you. That isn't an, an emotion or a feeling that I would, you know, kind of naturally say. And it's not because I'm sad. No. But it's just like, no. But what I really enjoy is the expression of laughter. I love hearing I mean, you laugh. I mean, I'm telling you, you, I love laughing. <laughs> and it can become a problem. I get that. Because <laughs> for some, they're like, that's not funny. But no, it is. <laughs> and so I love laughter. And yeah. when, the, you know, behind your head, when you start laughing so hard yeah, and the, the, the muscles tighten up, <laughs> yeah. now that's a good laugh. I love it. I love laughter. Yeah, I the love the expression of a great emotion. Yeah, it is. And uh, my last one was happy because that's, I love smiling. Um, when I'm outside for a walk, I literally can't stop smiling because of the beauty everywhere. And I love being happy. I get happy when I learn I and discover wisdom. I I am happy talking to my kids. Listen, listening to our kids laugh is probably my, yeah, makes, me, makes yeah. me so happy. Mm-hmm. But I just love being happy. It's it's probably my number one most favorite emotion and I am I am happy a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm really thankful that I was kind of born happy because <laughs> yes. I yes, used to were. take it for granted, but I'm always happy, Bob. Yeah. Like I really am. I'm I'm rarely not happy. It's mm-hmm. my constant. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And I think thankfulness just gets you happy every yeah. time. It does. And it then does. your last one hun? Okay, my last one is simply a thrill. <laughs> I love thrill. I love uh, the the sense of a risk or, yeah. you know, that that emotion or that feeling of a thrill. Yeah. I love change. I know you just, do. Just for the heck of it. I yeah. love change and uh, the unexpected and that sense of adventure. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't need to know where we're going because yeah. where I am is where we are. Right. And we'll eventually get there. But, you know, I do. I find great joy in the journey. I love the thrill. I like the speed. I, <laughs> I like the do. unexpected. I remember I like, dating you, I and like I was like, that. "Whoa, this guy drives fast." I, I like, like it. it. <laughs> so I like. Neither I like of us that, are very safe. That sense of that feeling of a thrill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's been and really. You know what? And living with God is exciting. It is. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting, mm-hmm. and you can practice. I hope you're hearing this from Bob and I. Practice feeling good. Mm-hmm. Like talking about your favorite five and, and memories that go with them. Yes. Um, that's practicing. Mm-hmm. This is like practicing the piano. Practice your favorite emotions. Because sometimes it's just focus on the good things. Yeah. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. Yeah. People I love were just yeah. nice to me. Like let the good times roll. Yeah. For me, the, word, uh, the emotion that I had for thrill. Yeah. My, a lifetime prayer that I've had. Yeah. Is this. The, the Lord says, ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Wow. That's been my prayer. And so, yeah, I love the nations. I love, you know, <laughs> visiting people from all over the world. And you've done so and much And the of excitement it. of that and the thrill of and it. And you know what? God has lavished that on you. Yeah. You've gone to so many places, yeah. Bob. I'm ready to go again. I know you are. Okay, guys, I think we're going to 
end the podcast. This has been super fun. Okay. But you know, the shift to align to God's kingdom and that source inside of you, it's about choosing those feel, those five favorites and they're going to have positive far reaching effects. And you know what else happens, Bob? When we talk about our five favorite emotions, it makes us feel alive. Mm-hmm. It really does. I just want you guys to do this for homework. Yeah. Yeah. And, and talk about it. Find yeah. a friend, husbands, wives, talk about Kids. it, you know, hear about this, but just remember, um, you have a choice and you can choose God's character and his promises to establish the beliefs of your heart. That's right. Don't live victim to the circumstances of this world. I want you to be a tremendous responder. Yeah. Just increase your respond ability and, when, and watch the world love you back. Yeah. And when you embrace your authority to bask in your favorites and mm. run your own world, you do become unstoppable and mm-hmm. invincible and you are, have amazing responsibility. Yeah. So you're creating the, the framework yes. of your today and tomorrow. Yeah. So, it's been lots of fun for it. us. I hope you've loved this as much as we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear your top five. <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. Send them to that us. That would be awesome. We could, we could give you a report next week. Actually do that. If you want, send them to me, respond to this email yeah. or info whichever. Info at Love Married Life. Yeah. Info at lovemarriedlife.com. Mm-hmm. Let us know your top five. That would be fun. And we'll talk to you about the next week. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye.